from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. John Lane, Eddie Morton here on Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM and 94.5 FM. We are streaming online at com and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is Thursday, April 30th. We've got a great show in store for you today as we are outside of the Mercy One studio. Deacon Randy Keough coming up here very soon. Going to talk about the first and or second reading today. 7.15, Steve Havman is going to be back on the show. He is the executive director of St. Vincent de Paul. We're going to talk about some of the struggles that St. Vincent de Paul is facing and how it is that we can help. Julie Nelson uh, coming up at 7.25 today, co-host of Catholic Women Now with Chris Magruder. Going to preview her 9 o'clock show. And at 7.45, an EWTN favorite, Father Wade Meninas, is going to be on the show. He's a member of the Fathers of Mercy, a missionary preaching religious congregation based in Auburn, Kentucky. He's going to be talking about how we are to overcome evil from within from his new book, Overcoming the Evil Within. Looking forward to talking to Father Wade. Uh, he is back on the show as well. It's been a long time since he's been on the show, though. Mark Amadeo with your news and sports. Weather straight from the desk of Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Sella. We'll have your saint of the day coming up in the second half of an hour as well. Let's get to it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. Uh, Did you uh, stay uh, from being up, up, and away yesterday with all the wind? I'll tell you what, it was windy. Our, our patio furniture, man, that a couple of those pieces were in our yard. <laughs> yeah, I told you that yesterday. It was going to be a breezy day. Uh, not not so much today. Today's going to be a beautiful day. Matter of fact, a perfect 10 on the weather scale. So less winds, sunshine, and uh, get, a, get a chance to go back out and enjoy. But uh, how like things going? Things are going Sorry. okay here. Yeah, right. Same old, same old. I wish I could tell you some different things. Yeah, same here. Not not a whole lot's changed. Just uh, keep doing the self quarantine, uh, social distancing. That includes visiting with you. We're keeping it going. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, yeah, you're doing. Sound, you sound pretty good in your basement. That's not that's not too bad. No, no. Uh, this is my this is my new built in studio here for the time being. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. That is, that's awesome. That is awesome. So, plans for the weekend, sir, as we move to, uh, I know you got, you got Deacon uh, Randy Keel on this morning, so that means we're getting close to the weekend. Yeah, I, I'm, I got the, I got a list. You, we, we, we got the garage going, you know, last weekend, so now, now we're going full bore here. No, oh, well, they haven't started in the ba- You haven't started in the basement. You just started in the garage. That's, oh, that that's was already that was done weeks ago, man. That, the basement. Oh, I, that was the first thing to. That was the first I, I, thing I, to get done. I would think so. All right. Well, hang in there, my friend. Today's going to be a beautiful day to get out and about. Uh, me uh, take those kids out in the bike trails and the walking trails. This would be a day for that. Might do just that. 
All right, well, let's get right to it this morning from the WHO-TV Channel 13 Weather Desk and Meteorologist Megan Selwa, currently at the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines. We have sunny skies, 45 degrees. You'll need sunglasses today as a northwest wind, 8 miles per hour. We'll see mostly sunny skies throughout the day here in central Iowa, high of 72 degrees, northwest winds at just 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy, overnight low of 49 degrees, and tomorrow breezy and warmer, a high of 76 for your Friday, Saturday evening. Even better, mostly sunny, a high of 80, and on Sunday, chance rain chances move back into the forecast with a high of 74. Well, in the news, on this uh, Thursday morning, a few Iowa counties are now seeing gasoline prices averaging $1.10 a gallon, the lowest prices we've seen in many years. Now, a spokesperson for AAA Iowa says prices have been falling during the coronavirus pandemic on a state and national level, with the country's uh, average price per gallon of gasoline now around $1.77 a gallon. Now, in Iowa, it's $0.30 cents per gallon cheaper at $1.47 per gallon. That's down $0.36 cents a gallon in Iowa just during the past month alone. Now, gas prices in Iowa's metro areas uh, range from the cheapest at $1.25 a gallon in Davenport to the most expensive at $1.68 a gallon in Council Bluffs. Now, Iowa's gas prices are among the nation's 10 cheapest. Uh, from a year ago, the price per gallon is down $1.27 a gallon, meaning you're saving about $19 a tank full. Uh, last week, crude oil was actually trading in negative numbers, though it's rebounded since then. Crude oil is now trading at about $12.90 a barrel, fall far below profit levels. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print and uh, high school uh, spring sports obviously canceled and we're going to see a decision about the Iowa's two summer high school sports. That's baseball and softball. That'll be made by the end of May. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have sunny skies and 45 degrees and northwest wind at 8 miles per hour. And today we'll see mostly sunny skies. Today's high 72 degrees here in central Iowa. Northwest winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Thursday morning. John Leonetti Show coming up, Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 11.50 a.m., 88.5 f.m., 94.5 f.m., and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are accident-free as we start things off this morning. Uh, no problems to uh, pass along except for lots of construction. So look for uh, road closures and also um, reduced lanes as you're uh, making the drive around town. Thanks, Bilderkan Construction, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Bilderkan has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who execute your project professionally and officially online at bdconstruct.com. It's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to Deacon Randy Keel right now here on this Thursday morning. Good morning, Deacon. You there, Deacon? I'm here. Oh, there you are. Uh, let's talk about the first and or second reading for Sunday today. Now that we're going into the first reading, because I've just got to pick up on the book of Acts again. It makes me so excited to do this portion. Sounds good to me. I, I think of this as... Peter stands up with the Eleven, and this is like the great sermon, the first great sermon of his seven sermons throughout the book of Acts, 
And it had to be several things. One is a phenomenal aha moment, but also like a, oh, no, what have we done? As they listened to Peter for the first time put together this whole sermon, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit comes upon them in tongues of fire. They're speaking in different languages. And then he explains to them, folks, this isn't just any old miracle. This is Jesus himself back here. He takes mankind from a place of accusation. Remember he said earlier in this chapter, you folks, you're the ones who did this at your own hands. He wasn't literally meaning that actually those who handed him over were right there in the audience. But the culture of ignorance, which he helpfully understood that we didn't understand what was happening. We thought that this man that we called our Savior, our Lord, was coming to bring our kingdom right here on this earth. But we killed him. We turned him over. He's died. Now he's resurrected. Now he's pouring out his Holy Spirit. We have work to do, folks. We have a lot of work to dig in and do. And the audience was, they didn't fight him on this. They didn't object. Like, what do we do? Just like the kids, well, what should we do to be saved? In the first sentence, we know how profound this is. Sacramentally, you've got to be baptized. But they were very familiar. They might have even rolled their eyes and said, uh, another baptizer. But hey, this time it's for the release. Not just to stretch on the word forgiveness here. It literally means the releasing. No more bondage to the consequences of sin. All gone. But let's just think of also, so when he talked about repentance and the turning of our sin, we commonly, we, for a long time we've been thinking, the popular thinking of this is like a moral change, reform behavior, expressions of remorse. That's just a teeny pit teeny bit of what Peter's talking about here. He was talking about a full transformation and a change of mind, mentality, and culture. That's this the is like following Peter so much, especially in Acts. I mean, he just gets so real with them. And as you said, he, he reminds them what they did. Now, it, it's not the blame game here that Peter's playing. If he were to stop there, then maybe you'd, you'd think so. But it, it's, it's just getting real with them. But on the other hand, then offering that, that redemption. That redemption and, and the realness is that this isn't just an experience. This is a call to work. And mm. I think that's a great charge for us as the church today that we're maybe even right now in the absence of participating in the physical mass, we feel in this lull awaiting for the surgence of our being able to be present with our Lord. And that is the coming of the Holy Spirit that they experienced on that day. The lull was over. Now we have work to do. We have a whole new life to live, and we, do, we must leave, live it exemplary of the one who has returned back to us, and that is the Holy Spirit as Jesus Christ. Yeah. Get ready for Acts this weekend, friends. Deacon Randy Q, would you give us your blessing this morning, Deacon? And I pray for the presence of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and his almighty power to come upon us, for us to be in the works, the minds, and the hearts, of who he has for us to be in his salvation. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Deacon Randy Keel, always bringing it on Thursday morning. Talk to you soon, Deacon. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, John. Have a great day.
All right, coming up right after this, friend, Steve Havman is going to be on the executive director of the St. Vincent de Paul. Uh, in St. Vincent de Paul, they, they are really struggling right now, just like many other organizations, but we're having Steve on to talk about the ways that uh, that we can help. Julie Nelson, host of Catholic Women Now, going to follow, and at 7.45 today, second half hour, Father Wade Meninas is going to be on, an EWTN favorite, talking about his new book, Overcoming the Evil Within. We've got a jam-packed Thursday morning for you this morning, April 30th. Don't go anywhere. Thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design for underwriting the show. One of the things that I love about most people who support us here at Iowa Catholic Radio is they love their Catholic faith. Yes, they love their Iowa Catholic Radio. The Pew family is no different. Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design listeners for a long time and have been serving families all across central Iowa for a long time with outdoor landscaping and design as well. 493-1060-5sonsnaturescapes.com. That is 5sonsnaturescapes.com. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmentInternational.org. That's BlessmentInternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo and for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Father Ricardo is featured daily at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Gray's Lake, confluencebrewing.com. Amazon Smile is a simple way to support Iowa Catholic Radio. When you are shopping on Amazon, consider shopping through Amazon Smile instead. When you do, you get all the same great deals, and your order will also help support Iowa Catholic Radio. All you need to do is choose Iowa Catholic Radio as your nonprofit to support when you first log in, and Amazon will do the rest. Every Amazon Smile order you make, Amazon will donate to Iowa Catholic Radio. Support Iowa Catholic Radio while you shop at smile.amazon.com. And thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you for joining me. Joining in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show today. Thank you also to Dean Bell for underwriting the show. Residential re-roofs for 30 plus years. A man who knows it above business, though his faith. 
man committed to running his business with Christian values. Yes, yes, even during quarantine, 963-4494. That's 963-4494. Let's go to our next guest, Executive Director of St. Vincent de Paul. Steve Havman joins me. Hello, Steve. Hey, good morning, John. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Thanks for coming back on, my friend. Uh, there's some challenges that are facing everyone in a real way facing St. Vincent de Paul right now. What are they? Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, every every day we're very, we're very grateful for uh, for another day of an opportunity to help. But uh, you know, the, the last few months have been really tough, especially when we're seeing a huge need for an increase in our food pantry services. Uh, a lot of our you know programs that I've been on here talking with you about before, like our back to work program to help get people employed to live a wage jobs. And immersion, our prisoner reentry program that's been so successful at being replicated nationwide, um, those are all suspended. And even our Healthy Choice Food Pantry, we've had to kind of roll back to the way we used to do things and just put, you know, food items that people might want in a box and set it outside with their name on it. But we're seeing a huge increase, 25% increase in need for food. And we're also seeing, uh, so we've expanded our food pantry hours by 12 hours a week. And we're also just seeing a huge increase in food costs. So we used to get a lot of our food from Food Rescue, from Walmart and Sam's Clubs and Hy-Vee and those places. And either people are buying more or there's less available at the stores or a combination of the two. And so we're having to purchase more food for our food pantry. So we have more need and more cost. And it's, it's uh, very difficult to sustain what is it that are, are the items that you are giving away? Well, you know, it's it's uh, we used to we used to get a lot of meat and a lot of canned food, a lot of uh, fresh produce, uh, a lot of uh, you know kind of things in the health food aisle, like the protein bars and those sorts of things. Really trying to we've always tried to really focus on getting the healthy items to people, uh, and we still are. But uh, with the increased need and and less uh, food rescue, uh, and right now people. It's more difficult to donate items to the food pantry, uh, so it's really got to be almost, you know, I hate to say it, it's almost got to be a cash donation right now um, to, uh, to, to the food pantry, but that's, that's the best way to help us right now. And we've got an incredible uh, partner with Hope Law Firm that is going to match dollar for dollar everything up to $10,000 raised through our GoFundMe page on our website. Yeah. I mean, I, when it comes to purchasing food, you know, most of the time people would just kind of drop it off, right? So now uh, with, with some of the struggles and, and the unknowns that are out there, what, what is helping you the most is dropping off 10 bucks, 20 bucks, you know, 30 bucks. That, is, that, is that how you want it to go? It, it is. You know, I, I, you know I've always, I always hate to just ask for money, um, but given today's circumstances and public health recommendations, that's, that's the direction we really need to go. And, you know, $5 can make a big difference. That, feeds, that still feeds a family for an entire day, right? Hmm. Um, you know, so, so, you know, little contributions that people think, oh, you know, you know $2 or $5 or $10 doesn't matter, um, especially right now while it's being matched. You know, it's a, you know, it's a chance to, to make a big difference. It really is. And in your stores are, are not taking like donations of clothes or anything like that right now as well. That's on hold. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, both our retail stores are, you know, suspended completely, no sales. And we also can't take donations, which is tough because we'd, we'd love to be stocking up and <laughs> being the best stock thrift store down. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, 
just part of the times, and uh, we're, we're learning to adapt with it. Uh, nationwide, have you been on the phone with other executive director directors of St. Vincent de Paul? Is it kind of the same thing all around? Yeah, you know we've we've got a, a weekly phone call with a with a number of uh, leadership uh, team executive directors. There's uh, 66 other executive directors across the country, and 10 of us have a phone call every week, uh, sort of uh, you know doing some policy advisement at the national level. And uh, you know there's there's a lot of challenges. The one thing I'm really grateful for is one we've been in Des Moines for 96 years, and so the community is you know I, I really believe the community will rally behind and support us. And two, we were able to uh, to secure the CARES Act money, so we haven't had to let go any of our employees, which is really important too. Yeah, that's a big deal, no question about it. Uh, are there plans, you know, or, or any direction or thoughts on when you will reopen right now, or is that still just kind of in the air? It's really kind of in the air, you know. I think all of us are taking it day by day. You know, we're uh, of course uh, waiting for, uh, you know, looking for guidance from the governor's office and uh, public health and CDC. And well, you know, if we were given the green light, you know, in a week or two weeks, you know, I think we would, you know, slowly phase back into things and, of course, establish some protocol uh, as people walk into the store or food pantry. And it may be that we have to still adjust some of our uh, approach to food pantry and some of our education services for a while, too, until, until we get to the other side of everything with COVID-19. Now, the work that you were doing in, in prisons and, and helping many of the prisoners, you said it's on hold, correct? So, I mean, you We'll go back to it. Yeah, we, we, we absolutely will go back to. Them. We're not we're not getting rid of any of our programming. Uh, back to work will will resume and we'll get people back to internships and livable wage jobs. Uh, immersion, our prisoner reentry program. Yeah, we're right now the it's it's uh, going on at a snail's pace because the only way we can communicate is either through the occasional Zoom meeting or uh, writing letters back and forth to the inmates. Um, so it's, uh, you know, this whole process has <laughs> taken us backwards in technology uh, while also requiring the use of new technology. So it's kind of an interesting uh, contradiction there. But, uh, you know, we, that, that will resume, too, as long as well as our community-based education, like our financial literacy. We're, we're, not, we're not doing away with anything. We, you know, my, my goal is a full reopen uh, at some point, and uh, both our thrift stores are reopen, too. Yeah. Well, keep up the good work, man. You know, we, we sincerely are, are cheering for you. I know I am here in Iowa Catholic Radio and love having you on when we can and we'll continue. God bless you, man. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Take you care. Man, the executive director of St. Vincent de Paul. Yeah, you see the struggle there, folks. When you see it, especially for them, but uh, cash donations—that's that's big right now. Um, you know, and, and again, it kind of bypasses some of the struggles that uh, many people are having when they take donations of food. But uh, listen, when, uh, desperate measures uh, sometimes need to be met with uh, with a desperate plea, and and many of our organizations right now are making those pleas. Discern the help that you're able to give. Uh, not only to uh, St. Vincent de Paul, but many other great organizations out there that are continuing on in their work. Thank you to Steve Havman today. Let's go to Julie Nelson, co-host of Catholic Women Now. Hi, Julie. Hey, how are you, John? I'm just fine this morning. What do we got coming up on your show? 
Okay, well, today we have Kendra Tierney coming on. She is a mom of nine children, lives in California, and she has a blog called Catholic Year All Year, and she does a lot of work with helping families, and she does this with her own family, of living the liturgical life in the domestic church, which are our homes. But particularly tomorrow, she's going to talk about uh, celebrating St. Joseph. I know he has two feast days, and one's tomorrow. St. Joseph the Worker is tomorrow. And we thought it would be great to have her come on and talk about it, particularly because we have many listeners, including Chris and I, who are doing the consecration to St. Joseph, and that our consecration day is tomorrow. So we thought it would be fun to have some ideas to celebrate that with our families as we've done this consecration together and to honor St. Joseph. Now, is this uh, Father Donald Calloway's consecration to St. Joseph? It is, you know, and he was on our show last week talking about it, so we're kind of doing a little theme here. I love it. Now, how long has this been since you and Chris have done this? Uh, it's a 33-day consecration. We, oh, gosh, when did we start? My days are starting to run together. We started it during the, uh, the uh, quarantine. Well, if it, ends, if it ends tomorrow, then, you know, you're at day 32 right now, right? Yeah, that's right. We're at day 32. And I tell you, this has been a tremendous book. He sold, they've sold over 100,000 copies of this book, and it just was released in January. But just getting to know St. Joseph, I mean, we don't, there's very little we know about him because he's not talked about much in Scripture. He's not on anything that he's recorded he said in Scripture. So, so through the saints and mystics and just documents through the history, he has put together this whole kind of like biography of St. Joseph and who he was, his character, his integrity, and um, just the different titles that he has and what those mean. And actually each day is to one of the titles of the Litany to St. Joseph. Yeah, this might be one of his finest works yet, uh, Father Donald Calloway. I'm, and I know you're going to have Kendra Tierney on. She uh-huh. does a great job as well. She's been a, a fun guest on this show. So keep up the great work, all right? All right. Thank you, John. You have a great day. You too. That's Julie Nelson, co-host of Catholic Women Now, 9 o'clock in the morning, 9 o'clock in the evening. If you miss it, check it out at iowacatholicradio.com. Com. All right, uh, coming up the second half hour, friends, we've got Father Wade Meninas on the show. Looking forward to talking to Father Wade about his new book, Overcoming the Evil Within, from Sophia Institute. I'm leaving plenty of time to talk to one of EWTN's favorites, Father Wade Meninas, second half hour. Don't go anywhere. John Lee and Eddie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you for being a part of the show. Blessman International, thank you for underwriting the show. Formed in 2001 by Dr. Jim and Beth Blessman, Blessman International is a Christian faith-based mission organization working to meet the needs of the impoverished children and families in South African province of Limpopo. And yes, still working to meet many of those needs. BlessmanInternational.org, thank you again for underwriting the show. That is BlessmanInternational.org. Father Andrew now with today's Gospel and Reflection. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the crowds, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him, and I will raise him on the last day. It is written in the prophets, They shall all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to my Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Amen, amen, I say to you, Whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the desert, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Gospel of the Lord Referring to some Old Testament prophets, Jesus says that 
Prophecy hasn't changed with his presence insofar as whatever draws people to him comes from our Heavenly Father. However, the Incarnation is certainly a radical departure from Jewish thought about how God interacts with his creation. And not only does the Father give us his Son, the Son gives us his flesh so that we might have life to the full and live forever. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePHC.com. Golden Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. in the morning right here in Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM and 94.5 FM. Appreciate you being a part of the show today. Coming up, Father Wade Menezes is going to be on. Uh, Father Wade is a member of the Fathers of Mercy, which is a missionary preaching religious congregation based in Auburn, Kentucky. Uh, true story, I actually discerned if the Fathers of Mercy was where I was being called when I was in the seminary. So there was a short period of time there. I was able to speak to him over the phone and see if that was uh, a fit for me. But yeah, there was quite some time there that I thought about the Fathers of Mercy. really enjoy the great work that they do. And it's highlighted all over the place on EWTN. Father Wade's got a new book out called Overcoming the Evil Within from Sophia Institute. So i uh, going to be talking to Father Wade Menezes coming up at the second half hour today. All right, let's get to it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus, and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning once again, John. Happy Thursday to you. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, and I, I, I'm better and better with some of the news that's coming out about baseball possibly starting. Of mm-hmm. course, albeit without any crowds, but uh, would take place in <laughs> later June. Yes, yes. They may start their uh, spring training all over again uh, next month, uh, which will be what? Uh, Starting uh, tomorrow, May 1st is tomorrow. It's May Day. I forgot about that uh, until you brought that up. But, yeah, East, Central, and West Divisions of Major League Baseball. Now, nothing official yet. These are kind of murmurs that they're getting out. But how about this for division? The Central Division, Cubs, White Sox, Twins, Milwaukee, St. Louis, all in one division along with uh, uh, several other teams from the uh, Central United States. How about that? 
That would be pretty fun. You know, twins aren't bad. Uh, you know, Milwaukee might be having a down year, but of course, St. Louis always a threat, and and the White Sox mm-hmm. are up and coming. So, I, some good competition. Yeah. Certainly, where they're going to reduce travel and the, the potentially hum, the amount of games they would only play a hundred games instead of the hundred and sixty-two games they normally would, but right around a hundred games. But it'd be more regionalized and uh, American League and National League teams together. The only question I haven't found out. And I even text a few guys that are in the know. Uh, when would they use the designated hitter? Because obviously you got American and National League teams playing together. How would you do the designated hitter, and uh, or, or would you not use it? That's the question. I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I'll take it as a National League fan. I, I like the designated hitter. I, I'd be fine with it, especially for the Cubs. It fits right in. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to see that some of the major league uh, sports. Uh, we, they talked. Uh, about uh, you know NFL and all that, they will probably play without fans because they can test every day and that. But colleges, high school, not so much. That'll be a whole different ball game. And hopefully, as we progress more and more each day during the pandemic, John, we'll we'll find out maybe positive things. But right now, it doesn't look like it. We will see. Absolutely. All right. Well, I know you've got a special guest on later, so we'll, uh, we're early today. So I like this. This is awesome. Yes, we are. I'm trying to leave some good time. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's get right to it. you got a great day, beautiful outdoors right now from the WHO-TV Channel 13 Weather Desk and Meteorologist Megan Selwa, currently in Des Moines. We have uh, sunny skies, 45 degrees, a northwest wind at 8 miles per hour at the Mercy One Studios. And today we will see sunny skies throughout the day, less winds, a high of... Uh, 72 degrees under mostly sunny skies throughout the day. Northwest winds at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, or partly cloudy, excuse me, overnight low of 49 degrees. And tomorrow, breezy and warmer, a high of 76 degrees for your Friday. Saturday, even better, mostly sunny and warmer, a high of 80 degrees. And on Sunday, we have a chance to rain early on Sunday morning, otherwise a uh, high of 74 degrees. Well, in the news, on this uh, Thursday morning, uh, a few Iowa counties are now seeing gasoline prices averaging about a dollar ten a gallon. The lowest prices we've seen in many years. Now, a spokesperson for AAA Iowa says prices have been falling during the coronavirus pandemic on a state and national level, with the country's average price per gallon of gasoline now at $1.70 a gallon. Now, in Iowa, it's $0.30 cents a gallon lower at $1.47 a gallon, down from about $0.36 cents a gallon uh, during this past month alone. Now, a year ago, the price per gallon was down $1.27 a gallon, meaning every time a motorist fills their tank, they're saving about $19. Last week, crude oil traded at a, in negative numbers, though it's rebounded some. Crude oil right now is trading at about $12.90 a barrel. That's far below profit levels. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. And no changes, really. All Iowa high school spring sports have been canceled. And a decision about Iowa's two high school summer sports, baseball and softball, will be made by the end of May. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have sunny skies, 45 degrees, a northwest wind at 8 miles per hour. And today we will see mostly sunny skies in central Iowa. Get out the sunglasses and we'll have less winds. Today's high, 72 degrees, northwest winds at 10 to 15 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Thursday morning John Leonetti Show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo.
Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities, is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Continue to be accident-free. Again, lots of construction to be on the lookout for if you are out and about today. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team, strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. All right, let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. The Holy Spirit guides the church, giving us great saints during times of great turmoil or difficulty. Today, we have one and remember one indeed. Pope St. Pius V today was elected Pope three years after the conclusion of the Council of Trent. Trent was an important moment for the Catholic Church, an attempt to clarify and solidify the church's teaching in the face of the Reformation, internal corruption, and the threat of invasion from the Ottoman Empire. In councils, do not implement themselves. Pope Pius V founded new seminaries for the instruction of priests. He published a new missal, a new breviary, a new universal catechism, and helped found religious education classes everywhere. After all that, you'd expect a pope to want to relax with some of the luxuries of the papal office. But Pope Pius V, now he held true to his professed vows as a Dominican, He gave up many luxuries to help found orphanages and hospitals and chose not to hold banquets. Instead, he would give the money from those banquets to the poor Roman converts. He was also the first pope to choose not to wear the flowing papal robes, instead choosing the simple white cassock of the Dominicans, a practice that is held true to this day. The Turkish threat continued to haunt the church, and only after fervent prayer to the Blessed Mother was the Pope's hastily assembled fleet able to defeat an invading navy at the Battle of Lepanto. Pope St. Pius V died in 1572, and he was canonized in 1722. We ask today, Pope St. Pius V, to pray for us. Amen. I would say of of many of the saints that were Pope's friends, Pope St. Pius V is really one of the greats. Uh, There's been argument, and I've heard and read argument before, about putting great after his name. Listen, personally, I think he deserved it, uh, but it it is not, at least... it's not really official, uh, of course, when it is put after the name. It's, it's decided by the people, but uh, it has not been put after his name yet. But what an incredible, incredible man and truly changed the papacy as we know it. Thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting our saint of the day, a deacon right here in Des Moines, experienced in wills and estate planning, which I know many people are doing right now, taking care of that as when they have the time. Makes it easy on you because he does the work for you. I've been doing it over 30 years. 224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Father Wade Menezes. He is the author of the new book, Overcoming the Evil Within. He's a member of the Fathers of Mercy, a missionary preaching religious congregation based in Auburn, Kentucky, and an EWTN 
favorite. Father Wade coming up right after this. Try to leave plenty of time to get as much in as possible with Father Wade. Don't go anywhere. John Lee and Eddie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show. And thank you to Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for underwriting the show. Full range of residential plumbing services in Des Moines. 100% satisfaction guarantee. Serving Des Moines and the surrounding areas for more than two decades. Golden Rule has a firm belief that the customer always comes first. No matter what, plumbing, heating, air conditioning services, expect high quality workmanship and professionals. GoldenRulePHC.com. That is GoldenRulePHC.com. Your diocesan minute is right now. This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Thursday, April 30th. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. Bishop Johnson has launched the COVID-19 Relief Fund, a Catholic response to the COVID-19 crisis in the Diocese of Des Moines. This fund will address the most pressing needs in our faith community caused by the novel coronavirus. Contributions may be designated to directly support individuals and families in need through Catholic charities or in an area of immediate need in our faith community, which may include our Catholic parishes and schools and their efforts to remain operational for individuals and families in this crisis. Learn more at dmdiocese.org slash giving. Join the Diocese of Des Moines for an online series, Faith Superheroes, Encountering Christ in Your Domestic Church. Join us for one or all of this five-part faith formation series hosted on Zoom that explores how to thrive in the midst of physical distancing while growing in our faith as communities of love. To learn more about this online opportunity, visit dmdiocese.org slash coronavirus, and you'll find it under resources for families. If you've got questions, contact Adam at 237-5056. That's 237-5056. Be sure to check out the Diocese of Des Moines Facebook page to watch Bishop Johnson's private Wednesday Mass. On Fridays, you can tune into our Facebook page to watch Father John Bertagli, Rector of the Cathedral, celebrating his private Mass. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app and iowacatholicradio.com. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePHD.com. Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Very I'll say a distressing story, but but one that um, 
one that gives a little bit of hope at the end, and, and that is uh, from a postulate named Jessica, who was going to be entering the convent on August 22nd. And right now, things are still kind of according to plan, but uh, she says because of the COVID-19, she hasn't been able to work. And she had uh, two jobs on campus, which closed and lost her summer job opportunities. So she says she might, might not be able to enter at all because of the student loan debt that uh, it continues to stay there. She had a big plan during this time to be able to pay a lot of that off. You know, a lot of things that we just don't think of during times uh, like this, friends. And uh, so she's asking for prayers. Her identity has actually been somewhat concealed. She didn't want it known uh, fully because she hasn't told all of her family and friends yet of her decision to even enter uh, religious life. But uh, this is really just a fascinating story. Go to catholicnewsagency.com for the full story. I don't have time to get into it now, but Mary Farrell did a good job of really highlighting some of the stresses and struggles that are indeed happening all around, and especially to those um, wanting to enter into religious life. Speaking of religious life, we've got one who lives it right here and now, member of the Fathers of Mercy, a missionary preaching religious congregation based in Auburn, Kentucky, ordained a priest during the great Jubilee year of 2000. He received his Bachelor of Arts degree in Catholic thought from the Oratory of St. Philip Neri in Toronto, Canada, and a dual Master of Art, Master of Divinity degrees in Theology from Holy Apostles. Father Wade Menezes joins me. Hello, Father. Hey, John, good to be with you again, and uh, thanks well, for pronouncing you? my last name so well. Not many people can do that. I got a little bit of help from my producer in studio there, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, so I cheated. But uh, Father Wade, uh, um, how many letters do you have after your name? Uh, well, the most important ones are CPM, which stands for Congregation of Priests of Mercy, otherwise known as the Fathers of Mercy, and that's what counts. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true, man. I, you know, I remember calling you when I was in seminary, I was discerning the Fathers of Mercy, and, and this is really, uh, your, your apostolate it was so inspiring to me, because you go out and, and you're speaking. I mean, you're really on the road a lot, of course, not right now, but you're out and, and preaching and evangelizing, and this is really kind of innate. This was born into you as a Father of Mercy. Yeah, exactly. We are itinerant missionary preachers. Uh, that's our primary apostolate, founded in the aftermath immediately of, of the French Revolution uh, to help re-evangelize France, to bring back the people to practicing their Catholic faith following the havoc and destruction that the Revolution blew to the faith there. And uh, we carry it out actively even till this day. We're strictly in the United States now, but we preach uh, throughout the U.S., Canada, and Australia, and in other countries as well on call. And uh, but primarily to those three uh, English-speaking countries, and there is no shortage of work. Let me tell you, even during this pandemic, uh, we're be we've been able to keep confessions open uh, daily, and uh, we've been live streaming some of our masses and homilies, and doing some YouTube channel stuff. Um, and so, yeah, God is good. He's he's keeping his missionaries busy. Uh, you, you've written a book, and uh, this new book really seems uh, awesome, Overcoming the Evil Within, The Reality of Sin and the Transforming Power of God's Grace and Mercy. We'll talk about first the reality of sin, because in order for us, I think, to understand mercy, we have to understand sin. Yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, the very definition of sin, John, can be found in paragraph 1849 of the Universal Catechism of the Catholic Church. We're told that sin is an offense against reason, truth, and right conscience, it is a failure in genuine love for God and neighbor, caused by a perverse attachment to certain goods. It wounds the nature of man and injures human solidarity. And what inspired me to write this book is it dawned on me as, as a missionary preacher, uh, preaching in the West, uh, in our developed Western culture, 
um, that the sense of sin has been greatly forgotten. And also, uh, in our Catholic patrimony, we have a wonderful, wonderful library of books on confession, per se, but we don't have a lot of books in our Catholic patrimony on sin, per se. So I wanted to write a, a book about sin, the reality of sin, and the transforming power of God's grace and mercy. And just to give you one quick example, the, the, the first third of the book is pretty hard-hitting on what the Church teaches about sin and what she has taught since time immemorial, uh, upheld and defended by sacred scripture, sacred tradition, and the magisterium. You know, mortal sin versus venial sin, uh, sins of malice versus sins of ignorance versus sins of weakness. And sins of weakness is a category that a lot of people suffer from. Uh, sins of thought, word, deed, or omission are four more categories. Um, think of the confidior at Mass as option one of the penitential rite, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, huh? in my thoughts and in my words. There's spiritual sins and carnal sins. How about this? How about sins uh, committed against God, sins committed against neighbor, and or sins committed against oneself. It is possible to sin against yourself. For example, uh, addictive behavior uh, could be a sin against self. Granted, once it becomes an actual full-blown addiction, there's probably not much culpability or guilt there, precisely because it's taken on the form of, of an addiction. But that said, at some point there was a time where you still had control over it and and didn't overcome it. So, these are just, uh, you know, some of the areas that I discover and, and talk about and, and in the book. But the good news is the remaining two-thirds of the book is about the pursuance of virtue and virtuous living, striving to become that best version of self. And this, whether one be single, married, or a consecrated priest, brother, or sister, doctor, farmer, lawyer, homeschooling mother of six, a divorced dad of three, striving to live a chaste life, a uh, retired grandparent, working grandparent, uh, university student practicing chaste courtship. How about that? Instead of the sin of fornication and, and uh, using and abusing his girlfriend through the, through the sin of utility, utilitarianism, I'm with you in part at least because I know I can get this from you. This is the kind of mentality that destroys relationships, it destroys individuals, and the devil loves it. So those were the impetuses of, of my writing the book. This is really something that I admire about you, Father, is, is you're very clear, and especially when it comes to the church's teachings. You don't deviate. I mean, you know, I, I've said this about myself, and I'm sure you would say this about yourself. I, I, I'm the most unoriginal person on the face of the earth. Everything that I've said has been said before. I, I just want to be able to help illustrate this and help it come alive in people's lives of the church. And this seems precisely exactly what you're doing here. You know, this isn't stuff you're just kind of making up. What you're doing is taking what the church has given us and all the beauty of it and really just trying to plug it into everyone's life. Yeah, amen to that, John, and I mean that sincerely, amen to that. You know, uh, you're echoing the target audiences that I wrote the book for, uh, individuals seeking to overcome the shame of sin. Uh, I wrote it for anyone desiring uh, the unending mercy of God and to embrace that mercy and to live it daily. I wrote it for Catholic schools, for principals, teachers, and parents. 
Uh, I've written it for diocesan family life ministries personnel and, and to be the book of the month club at a parish. Um, I've written it for parishes for use in their confirmation class. And in this country of the United States, most uh, uh, confirmation classes are, are held between eighth grade and sophomore year in high school, so 13 to 15 years of age. Um, I've written it for youth and young adult group leaders and for their groups of youth and young adult uh, members. Uh, and also for college and post-college students. And you're right, it's just, it's reiterating the time-honored truths of our Catholic moral patrimony. Um, I'm very big on quoting the Church Fathers and the Lives of the Saints, because the, the Church Fathers and, and, the, and the Saints of more modern centuries uh, suffered from their issues, dependencies, and addictions, just like we suffer from our issues, dependencies, and addictions. But they soon discovered God's grace and mercy and overcame their particular issue, dependency or addiction. I mean, look at St. Augustine, right? He tells all in his confessions. He fathered a child out of wedlock at age 17. He lived with a woman for 23 years whom he never married. All the same while during those 23 years had a string of discarded mistresses and had a massive conversion at age 30. Uh, the people proclaimed him the Bishop of Hippo at age 33, three years later, subject to Rome's approval, which Rome gave. And today he's what? This former admitted self-lust addict. What is he? St. Augustine. Today he's one of the 36 doctors of the Church, specifically one of the doctors of moral theology. Now, how awesome is that, man? How awesome is that? And he's also, no, he's also known as the Doctor of Grace, you know, and that's that grace we want to embrace. When you say God's mercy or God is merciful, what do we mean by that? Oh, man, I love that question. Mercy is who God is, John. It's, it's love's second name, and I'll tell you why. Because God is more interested in our future than in our past. He's more interested in the kind of person we can yet become than in the kind of person we used to be. Now, while indeed taking our sins seriously, no doubt, whether mortal or venial, because they have somehow, some way affected our supernatural relationship with Him, God never, ever, ever takes those sins as the last word. Why? Because He knows He's made us in His image and likeness. He knows He calls us constantly to a life of His sanctifying grace. And He knows He is our God, who is bigger than any sin we might ever commit, even the most hideous or, or wicked mortal sin. Uh, this is why, you know, I wrote the book to, to teach others how to overcome the emptiness they feel when they have sinned and feel that they are far away from God. Um, and also how, how, to, how and why we need to distinguish, as I said earlier, between those sins of, of malice, uh, sins of weakness, uh, and sins of ignorance because that, that will bear on culpability, on how guilty you are. Not that we're not called to always be good students of the faith and to know the moral life. We are, indeed. But until you get to that point of being a good student of the faith, uh, maybe you're not called to be so hard on yourself. And, that, and, and not being so hard on yourself will help you embrace God's mercy. Um, this is why such staple practices as the daily examination of conscience is so good, and, and especially the examination of conscience that we make before we go to confession. So, uh, yeah, these are some of the points that I really want to hit home with precisely to lead others into the great gift of God's uh, unending mercy for the individual person. 
Well, if the book is, is anything like the way you speak on a regular basis, Father, it's going to be a, a must-get. Uh, overcoming the evil within, the reality of sin, the transforming power of God's grace and mercy. Where can they get the book? At EWTNRC.com. That stands for EWTN Religious Catalog.com. If you order it online, you'll have it within a couple of days. Yeah. Otherwise, go to Divine Treasures, friend, right here in Des Moines. If they don't have it, they will order it for you, bring it right out to you as well when you pull into the parking lot. Again, overcoming the evil within, Father Wade Menezes. Father, it's always a joy to have you on, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, you're welcome, my brother. God bless you now. Take care. God bless you, too. That's Father Wade of the Fathers of Mercy. Yeah, I've always been inspired by the Fathers of Mercy and the work that they do. It really is something uh, incredible. As they as they travel the world, to be able to uh, preach God's mercy, which is what precisely Father Wade was saying, is offered to every single one of us, no matter who you are, where you come from, what you've done in your life. God is always, always, he's in the business of doing it, of changing hearts, and he can do that for each and every one of us as well. Yes, most especially during some of the hardest times of our lives. Thanks to Father Wade today. And thank you to all of you, friends, that uh, make this show possible each and every weekday morning. We'll be back on live tomorrow outside of the Mercy One studio here. We're continuing to continue on, and you're right here with us, and we appreciate it. Download our app. You can stream online at iowacatholicradio.com, all the shows, and check out the podcast as well. Deacon Tony Valdez, would you give us your blessing? Heavenly Father, all who hope in you, bless your people, keep them safe, defend them, prepare them, that free from sin and from the enemy, they may persevere always in your love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me today, friends. I'm John Leonetti. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International.